This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Senator, the Democrats had some not very complimentary things to say about the Republicans in the General Assembly yesterday. Did you expect that from those folks? You know, if I had their record, what they've done with this state, I would probably be just out there throwing slung and mud because, you know, they're unable to talk about their record and, and accomplishments. So not surprising. Was there a lot, is there any bipartisanship when it comes to the budget? Let's talk about the budget first of all. I know that Speaker Welch was, you know, saying uh, that, you know, the Republicans want to go back or something, and I don't know what that means, but but, but did they involve you folks in budget negotiations? In the Senate, yes. We had two very different, um, you know, the the chambers behaved very differently. In the Senate, we were working in a very bipartisan manner. Uh, Senate President and and myself, our staffs, our our members were working collaboratively. We we didn't get there. We had demands that we wanted to see in the budget. We thought it would be good for the state of Illinois and um, had a lot of good discussions, came close, but ultimately um, we weren't able, they weren't able to get there. Um, It was more so a holdup in the House. Uh, The Senate was willing to do it, but you know, you got to pass it through both chambers and to their credit, they weren't going to just hang us out and then have it stall in the house. And so the, uh, we didn't quite get there, but it, it was it, it was not what you see in Washington, D.C. or what you're hearing from what went on in the house. Senator, do you think that is there a bigger divide with, between fiscal issues or the social issues between Republicans and Democrats in Illinois? Um, I would say both. I mean, the social, it's a big divide, but um, fiscally... I think there's a big divide within the Democratic caucus. Um, there are there are a lot of members that uh, they sound like the mayor of Chicago. Uh, his motto is "There's enough for everyone," and there's just no reality about where you're getting that tax do- those tax dollars from. There are Democrats in that caucus that understand that concept and try to constrain it. We don't buy into that at all. You know, if we're going to ask you for a, a, a dollar of your earned income. You know, we're going to make sure it's spent responsibly and, and, and you know, in, in your best interest. And, and that's what's lacking in that progressive movement. Senator Kern, how do you convince people, though? Because there are a lot of people benefiting. It goes without saying, benefiting from what government is providing for them. Uh, there are lots of takers, and I say that somewhat respectfully because some people have no choice. I understand that. They're in very difficult times. But when you keep giving people and giving people and giving people at the expense of the people who are paying it how do you convince them that there's got to be a do they realize that maybe this all may end someday we're seeing the effect of that because of look at the job market look how difficult it is now to find staff uh employers are struggling in uh, recruiting because it, it there is an easier path to to just uh take from the government and that knock it out there and earn it the pro what you're missing though is you're missing that self-worth that that comes from working every day and we're seeing that strain. Um, you know, we've pushed it to the limit, and we've just got to continue to to on that message with our partners in the business community that hey, you know, this economy, keep it going. We've got to get everyone working. Senator, tell us about yourself. Where did it all start? Born and raised? <coughs> what area? School and so on. So uh, Evergreen Park, um, an area uh, now Democratic but blue collar area um, on the southwest side of uh, Chicago. 105th and Lawndale. I knew it well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It. Had relatives. 105-29 South Lawndale was the exact address. Absolutely. So I know, and a pretty good football program up there. Yes, yes. And then uh, Brother Rice High School, University right down of the street there. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys really better in sports than Mother Macaulay. Back then, no. <laughs> now, no. Uh, Macaulay dominated volleyball, didn't oh, they? Huh? The machine. Yes. A machine. But Rice wasn't bad. 
Yeah, we weren't bad. My years were, were, were probably the worst. Uh, I don't know if that had something to do with me, but uh, <laughs> the program's going along fantastic now. I got nephews playing there, love going back and watching, um, you know. Yeah, tell me about uh, U of I. Uh, did, what years were you there and who'd you play for? I, uh, I played for John Makovic and Lou Tepper. I was there 91 to 94, and uh, we had some really good teams, outstanding defenses. We had several Buckus Award winners, uh, Dana Howard, Kevin Hardy, Simeon Rice, was was a star defender a lot of a lot of good defensive players some good offensive players too and uh you know i'm real excited about uh, coach bielma and where the program's headed right now uh what'd you do after you got out of college then did you get right into politics right in, no. no i was that political at all growing really? up really so, come on not no. in the family or anything no so no. in your yearbook they said state senator john no. kern what would have no. been the reaction shock <laughs> shock very very introverted uh so they would have been like well you gotta learn to talk to people first <laughs> um but i uh law school and you know working as a young prosecutor but i tell you it's when i bought that first home when i married and bought that first home started paying property taxes and paying attention locally to what was going on in my community at the time woodridge i i just decided i wanted to lend my voice and it's kind of just gone from there Politically, how have the burbs changed since you remember them one day and where they're at today? You know, we have the cycle of the young moving out from Chicago. They bring their um, politics with them, uh, you know, but they got new, you know, young families. We, we always were successful in bringing them along to our way. But as the national environment has changed, that has made it more difficult for us converting those, um, you know, liberal-leaning maybe five, six years out of college, young families over to, uh, you know, seeing the, the response, you know, the benefit of a responsible, limited Republican governance that really built the suburbs, built DuPage County right. uh, to a place that they wanted to move to, that we've become so nationalized politically, it has uh, challenged us in the suburbs of messaging. That's what I'm working on. That's where we need to grow to really balance this state out, and, and we're going to do it. Let's go national for a minute. What's the message have to be from the Republicans if they're going to have some success uh, in 24 uh, at the nationwide, especially in the White House or members of Congress? So what does their message have to be? It's going to have to be a strong, ec responsible economic message and at the same time limited government, government really getting out of your way. And, and uh, we got to get back to that. Um, hopefully we will and we'll have success. Same message here in Illinois? Message here in Illinois, yes, but uh, I mean, I, I think because we're so in the super minority, we really push our, our benefit of balance. We bring balance to policy in Illinois here. Uh, if we grow, if people invest in us with their votes, they will get a better product. We're going to stop with all this extreme progressive agenda, if you, you know, if you empower the Republicans. Senator, do you notice a big difference of people, let's say the basic the tenant and so on, uh, you know, people say, uh, downstate, well, north of 80, north of 80, it's a different world up there. Is it really that much of a different world, Senator? It's not a different world. Philosophically, I, I apologize, or what, what people think or value. Um, I, I think it's a, in Chicago, it's a different way of living. Okay. I mean, you're, you're much more dense on top of each other. It does create a very different environment. Sure. Um, but, you know, where I live, which is the suburbs, downstate, it's not different. I mean, it's really focused around family and uh you know, um, community. So, uh, you know, it's really that Chicago market is kind of where you get the change. Uh, does your cha your challenges change dramatically once you're the leader as opposed to a member of the Senate? Uh, substantially, yes. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, we got a great caucus. Where I'm lucky is I have 18 fantastic partners. There's 19 of us in the Senate Republican Caucus, and uh, everyone is really pulling on the same end of the rope. So, you know, we, we just trying to find the roles that everyone excels in. And, uh, you know, my job is to just kind of help guide them into those roles and support them. But really, it, it's a team approach. I would think there's the song, the music, but uh, the frustration when you only have a super minority got to be challenging. It's a challenge we take on, and we're going to grow out of it um, here very quickly. Thanks, Seth, for stopping by. Nice meeting you. Sam, very nice to meet you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.